0: Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. Well, thank you for the love and the greetings. I appreciate that. Um, nice, shirt. nice shirt, yeah. It's a Christ- <laughs> it's a Christmas shirt. It's clean. Um, the only way I ironed it is let it hang. So that's that's. A- Lovely to have all the visitors with us, so we've got a whole bunch more South Africans pitched up yeah. today, and uh, just a, uh, I was asked the other day, did you guys plant with all these South Africans? I said, I do not know one of them. <laughs> they just just found us, but it's lovely, and, uh, and Nathan, Danielle, lovely to have you with us. Uh, they're from South Africa, and they're um, with the Overlander missions trip, and uh, they come to get refreshed and uh, renewed, and I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity to minister the word I don't take this lightly I'm, I'm grateful for it and uh, as we've walked out 2023 I'm thank you it's in, in the rearview mirror uh, it's not quite what I kind of envisioned this time last year going into it but uh, uh, we live to tell a story and I'm so grateful for that and so as we've uh, ministered uh, into um, a, a theme that we felt that the, the God was telling us as, uh, as coastal is is to reach out from a position of strength and we really Really wanted to um, allow the the messages to to speak into that, and I believe the the the, the messages located us and it it stirred us and moved us to, and caused us to reach um, to things that we didn't normally do and and strengthen us and and that I'm very grateful for. I'm just thankful for Norm for ministering such a great word last week. Um, unbeknown to me until he told me a few minutes ago that he was as sick as anything, and that as soon as he walked out of here he was. He was uh, vomiting, and he was really sick. But I tell you, I said, well, why don't you tell us? He said, I couldn't let you down in the last minute. I said, well, hey, you did it. And when I'm weak, that's when he is strong. Amen. And so that was great. Um, I just, uh, so, but God still is in a place where he wants us to continue to reach out. And, um, and my last message I spoke was where, you know, where, where, where treasure is. That's where your heart is as well. And I know that God's treasure is in the lost And that's where his heart is. And I ministered and gave you all little cards here with a heart and for the lost and places where you could write three names and that you could put focused attention, prayer, and strategy to reach them and bring them closer to Christ. Um, We also want to be in a position of strength. We can't just back off. I know that in New Year's, we have all sorts of resolutions to get fit, get strong, get healthy, get some of the Christmas uh, extras off. Um, um, But we also, you know, we don't want to spiritually become um, um, soft and and out of, out of shape so we really want to just p- allow God to push us forward by his spirit he's going to encourage us and I hope today's message will encourage us to go forward and and um, that we be stirred by it um, I just told um, I ended off in closing off uh, Barry's session on um, uh, the vision and, and, and uh, vision board presentation that he did so well on Wednesday night um, to say that Um, God doesn't work around our calendar. He works around seasons. And as we're walking into the season where um, Jason mentioned it's the year of the open door, um, I really sense our message today is going to assist us uh, in walking into that. So as we go into 2024 and step into it, that true, true faith and a real strength comes to us and through us as we walk with God. And I've titled today's message, Walking with God. But Daniel uh, chapter 11 verse 32 it says those the, the people who know their god will be strong and carry out great exploits. I say that again. The people who know their god will shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And and when you walk with God and you know God, it brings out the best version of you. Yes. That's what happens. That's what happens when you you hang around that goodness and that greatness. It does that to you and and brings you. So to walking with God is my title. Yes, I understand that when I use the word God, it's such a general term, and man has made so many gods of many things. Um, and I don't want to list any in case I uh, touch a nerve end in your, your, your lives about what you've made God that is not God, that, that uh, you love with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength. Um, but, but man has made lots of those. And, and even the scriptures tell you that uh, that the, That the God of this world, which is Satan and his whole strategy and his, his methodology of getting us and trapping us um, is, is is a God named in the in the Bible. You go to Japan and they've got over two thousand gods, so you can choose two thousand or a couple of them or one of them or any mix of between and so you tell them about Jesus they'll just add Jesus as another God and so um, when I talk about Walking with God, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God, the creator of the universe, God, our father. I'm talking about God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about God, the Holy Spirit, the God, that God, I'm talking about walking with him. And here we have communion and here we have access through Jesus to walk with God. And it's, it's something I'll, I hope to stir up within you so that we would find ourselves walking closer with God. And uh, we, I'll talk a bit about, about the fruit of that as we go, go into it. It's a relational walk with God that's that I'm talking about. Because God has created us, not because He had this great need that you needed to have a whole lot of people worship Him. No, He didn't have that. He had such an abundance of love that He needed something to shower His love on. And <laughs> we're the reciprocants. Yes. And, and that's what we've got to see, that the walk with God is because he just longs to love you because he's got such a capacity to love and he wants to love that he, wa- he wants to be able to have access to you. And he gave us a free will to accept that love or not. So our full potential and purpose um, is possible when we decide to walk with God relationally. In John 15 verse 5, it says, yes, I am. The vine, And Jesus is talking about that, part of the Godhead. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And those who remain in me, those who walk with me, and I in them will produce much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. So you realize that you cannot. And as a stem of a tree carries all the, the, the sap, I call it, the sap, the, the sustenance that's, that's absorbed from the roots and, 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 and goes through the tree, The branches draw from that sap. The sap, S-A-P, spirit-appropriated power, is what God wants us to have be a a branch. We are a branch in the vine, in the stem. We need, and it causes, requires us to walk with Him to allow the spirit-appropriated power to flow through our lives to a needy, dying world. So that's exciting. We get to do that. Walking with God is a journey of discovery. God could not download his full full, uh, value, worth, capacity into us as a knowledge, we'll blow up. And as we journey, as we walk, he then unfolds. I've had the privilege of walking with God for 47 years, okay, my life to Christ in 1977, way back um, in a school hall where I went, uh, took a whole bunch of reprobates from uh, a boarding school, and it was my job to take them those that didn't, couldn't go to Baptist or wasn't going to Baptist or Catholic or, or Presbyterian, I had to take them that didn't go to church to a church. So I took the one that was closest to us. It was an Assemblies of God church in the, uh, in the middle school. And that's where I took the reprobates to find God right there. That's where um, God rang my number. And, uh, But I want us to understand that there is a difference about knowing about God and knowing God. We can be told about people, we can be told by a president, and he says, yes, I know this president, and yes, I know this evangelist, and yes, I know this, this uh, Elon Musk. And no you don't. You know about them. You don't know them, and it's a different thing to know them first-handed. How many of you know Valerie Palmer? I do. Yeah, I see a couple of hands. And some of you say, oh, I don't want to know her. Uh, okay. uh, But I tell you that the only person, the only one that knows Valerie Palmer more than me is God. I know Valerie better than her mom, her dad, and all her family. Because why? Because I've been around her the longest. Um, I've known Val for 45 years. Been married 43 years. Proposed to her by asking if she would like to grow old with me. And that's how I proposed. And I have to keep checking every anniversary and say, are you enjoying the journey or you want to quit now <laughs> while you're ahead? Um, but my walk with God has been 47 years and, and some of it's been, I've been close and intimate and some of it's been distant. And But all those, those conditions have been my choice. I have a choice to walk close to God and I have a choice not to walk close to God. And I've had both seasons and... And so, how is our walk today with God? Is it close or is it distant? And we need to to kind of allow the Word of God to, to look at that today. Is it is it a distance because you don't know that you're allowed to be close to God? Some of us think, well, I, I don't qualify. I don't I don't I don't meet uh, I don't meet check boxes to walk close with God. Some of us um, uh, just don't know how to walk close with God, and I understand that. Some of us are are so in, 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 enamored by the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I, that you're not even interested in walking with God. And that's, that's true in a, very, in a very selfish nature of what mankind's like. Um, and then you may have issues, which the Bible calls sin, that kind of hinder and keep us at a distance from walking with God. And, and all those scenarios, um, we're the one that make the choice whether we're going to walk close to God or not. And it's all, we're the ones that distance ourselves and God has given us all access to him, to walk with him. In Revelations, um, though you, you can walk with him, you can also walk away from him. And he, he challenges one of the churches in Revelations. says um, that, that, that you have lost your, you've left and you've lost your first love. And, when that, and, that, and, that, and that can happen. You can get so um, caught up with, with whatever you're doing that you can walk away and your love gets cold. Walking with God is his design. He designed us. In such a way, He he, utter, he formed us in His image. And so it's part of our DNA that we, we, we're to walk with God. Um, but obviously, sin has come in and has messed all that up. Um, there are many examples of ones who've walked close with God. It started with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve wished to walk, walk, walk with God in the cool of the day. And then we go on to the, the, the different lineage, and Enoch was so close with God that eventually vanished God took him home took him and and then we got Noah and and he he walked with God and built a boat and didn't know what a boat was and and all that kind of stuff for 120 years and then obviously journeyed on after the flood and Abraham became the father um, of of a nation that that would reflect God Um, and Moses obviously he he had a journey and a half with a bunch of rebellious um, children of Israel David was a man after God's own heart. Ladies, Deborah, Deborah, Esther, Miriam, Priscilla, uh, Abigail, uh, Lydia, Hannah. Ladies, all walked with God. Powerful and, and amazing. How about the disciples? Man, they were a rough and ready bunch. And uh, uh, Jerry was talking about them, um, about talking about the, how rough the 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 fishermen were, and the, and the tax collectors and all those rough guys. And God said, no, "I want to." Jesus said, "I want to walk with those." He walked with. How about the zealot, uh, religious zealot Paul? I mean, God still wanted to walk with him and did walk with him, and he wrote two thirds. How about in, in today's era where people like John G. Lake, uh, a, a, a medical doctor in Spokane, Washington, and he, uh, he started the, uh, the apostolic flow of, of, of ministry in South Africa and stuff, and the miracles and. And the signs and wonders that, that, that God used through him, where he, he would scrape the demonic plague off on his hand, very contagious, and the scientists would say, you're going to die. And he said, no, I won't, because the spirit of life in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. has set me free from the law of sin and death. And, and you would watch the, the virus die in his hands. Why? Because the proximity that you walk with God, you have that effect. Mm-hmm. That effect happens in your life. And so even, even uh, Catherine Kilman, Smith Wigglesworth, who's documented for raising 25 people from the dead. When there's so much life because of the proximity you're walking with God goes through your life, that when you touch a dead person, it comes to life. You know that you're walking close to God. (laughs) Sign me up, Lord. (laughs) and Carol Cape, right now very much. John and Jane Schultz, And many of you have walked years and years, and you've walked with God. And... um, and, and, and we are all invited to walk with God. If I can encourage us to, this year is to walk close with God because it has an effect. 1 John 1.12, it says, As many as to receive Him, who's Him? Jesus. To them, He, who's He? God gave the right to become children of God. So we, got, we realize that, that those who choose Jesus, God has given us the right to be children of God and that we can walk with Him. In John 10.13, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, Will be saved. Those who call to walk with God um, will be saved. So, for us to walk with God, we must connect with God. It's it's wonderful that you can talk about God, and you. I mean, some of these theologians and stuff they can they can quote scripture, diagnose, uh, uh, um, diagnose scripture, and everything else, but they don't know God at all. And we got to be those that would connect with God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that we could connect with him and walk with him. And we have that access and it's such a privilege. So whoever is all invited to come, whether you're a stranger, unbeliever, and a total skeptic, God wants to walk with you. He wants to walk with you right now, today. That's what he is. And he's made a way for us to do that. In Romans 2, 4, it says, God's goodness leads one to repentance that word repentance metanoia I'll tell you what you hang around God and you're going to change it's just his goodness rubs off on you it just alters you and adjusts you and you start to walk like uh, walk with him and uh, that's such a in Hebrews 4 7 it says today if you hear his voice do not harden your heart I want to let you know that walking with God requires your heart to be exposed to him and he connects to you through, through, through your heart. Your heart is your spirit and your soul area, your, your, your will and your emotions and your spirit area that, that, that God speaks to. He doesn't speak to your head because your head's debating, uh, but that, prophet, the, that, that professor said that there is no God, and, and this person said, how can there be a God? Your head will com- uh, debate you right out the game, but your heart will, will get you every time. It'll hook you, God will hook you in your heart. And that's where he speaks to us, in our hearts. So your heart is critical in your walk with God. Do you have a, if you're following God, follow him with your heart. Your head will say 110 things, but your heart will hold you true because God speaks to your heart. And Peter, when he preached his first sermon after the day of Pentecost, he says that, that when he spoke, and when he spoke the words of spirit and the, of life, it says their hearts were cut, their hearts were pierced, their hearts were convicted. And, they, and, and thousands came to the Lord, uh, 3,000, in fact, in that very first sermon. How do you like that for a very first sermon, um, coming, to, coming to the Lord? And so you realize that your heart is critical. In Romans 10, verse 10, it says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, not your head, your heart, and your, with your mouth confession is made to salvation. Your mouth, will, uh, when allowed to say what your heart is feeling, Salvation comes to you, and and it affects you. So please, believers, can I just say this, though? This this relationship, um, God wants to include us into His love. He wants to include us in His forgiveness. and He wants to include us into His divine purpose. But I want to talk to us believers that you need to understand this is a relational deal we're talking about. And many of us want to talk to non-believers and we will press them and we'll push them and we'll force them and we'll manipulate them and we'll man, preach hellfire and brimstone, anything to get them to move. But I want you to say that this is a relational thing that you're inviting them to. It's a a covenant. It's a connection. It's like a marriage. And and so you're inviting them to a relationship with an almighty God. So my sister uh, introduced me to Valerie. One side of the city was where Valerie went to church and she, she was friends with my sister on the other side of the city was the military base where I was training and I would go to my sister's church on that side, but they somehow coordinated that i would be introduced to Valerie. Somehow they thought there was a connection there. And so, uh, and I just thank God that when I went to, and my sister introduced me to Val, they just said, hey, this is Val. This is her, this is her hand. I need you to marry her now. <laughs> I mean, she was hot, but man. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was getting into. I mean, I didn't even know if she liked me. because I mean, I, I, I could have looked like a north end of a southbound camel. You know, you, I could. Have. it'll take a while for you to get that one, but anyway. But I thank God I didn't have to be. And here we are t- taking people and saying, this is Jesus. You need to marry him and you need, need to do it now. Yeah. Listen, salvation comes to people. You've got to allow them to walk towards that. And so, so every unbeliever, every skeptic, every stranger to the gospel, I want to let you know today, God is saying, can you walk with me? Would you walk with me? I allow you to walk with me. No matter how yuck, yuck you are, come and walk with me. That's what God is saying today. He's inviting us because I, true, truly us believers, we want to introduce you to the truth because the Bible says the truth will set you free. That truth has a name. His name is Jesus. And I realized if I introduce you to the truth, the truth named Jesus will set you free. I can't set you free. No matter all the words of persuasion, but if I can bring you to the truth, the truth will set you free. And Jesus is that truth. And that's what it is. and so we need to connect them and so that we can walk with them. So I became friends with Val. We, 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 we journeyed together. We courted each other and eventually we married. And so that was 43 years ago. And I thought I knew her then, but now I know her. I have a lot of journey with her. So, how do you connect with God? You talk to Him. You talk to Him. I know sometimes it's hard to talk to somebody you don't see, but God is around us, He's with us, and you can talk to Him. It's called prayer. Sometimes it's in your thoughts. You know, I'm, th- I can, I'm thinking a, a conversation with God, and, and He knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. So, you can whisper it. And you don't have to have these, thousand, and all the King Jimmy stuff because um, Jesus is not King Jimmy. He doesn't do the King Jimmy language. Um, he does all languages. I mean, he's, he's brighter than Google translators, so he'll take any language. He'll take any language. Well, then, you go, then you get hold of his word. His word is, is his love letter to us. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's said a lot and he's, over, the, over the centuries. So we get his word, and you hang around his family. His family are the coolest things out because that whole journey allows us to interact with God. Um, That whole time of of courting Val, I I was two hours away on a mine working um, as an electrician there. And and I would hike out, hitchhike back to work on at four o'clock on Monday morning. And Wednesday, I would religiously go to the post office because I knew Val had sent a letter. Because literally, she would write a letter on Monday, post it Tuesday, I'd get it Wednesday and I'd learn more and more about her heart and who she was. She used to write it on paper. I wasn't as diligent writing back, but we didn't have texts and emails and all those things. We had to send a snail mail, and um, that's, how we, that's how we spoke. But God has given us a letter that allows us to see his heart, see his love, and, and, and allow us to walk with him, and so we need to do that. So we not only need to connect with him, but we need to continue with him, church. You can't just connect with him um, um, occasionally. Um, on a visit, uh, or be like a CEO uh, Christmas Easter only kind of deal. Um, if I did that, if I did that with Valerie, it will not go well with me. It will not go well um, and just pop in you can 't call it a marriage, you can 't call it a relationship you can 't say i 'm walking with God. When that happens, it, it doesn 't work. So we need to stay connected. Scripture tells us that we need to remain, we need to abide and we need to dwell. Those are kind of remaining and those are con- uh, continuing words. In and, and, and John 15 verse 4 it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. One needs to learn all about God. He is so vast. There's so much. And I feel after 45 years I haven't even started learning about God. I'm still, I'm, I'm still on baby steps so, because he's so vast and, and so he wants us to learn about him. Religion will get you to earn and work so you can walk with him. You've got to get your act together. You've got to get your, your demeanor together. You've got to get everything together. And God's saying, you can't get it together. No matter what you do, your righteousness is as filthy rags." your eggs. He says, come to me, I'll sort you out while we go. And that's just how he does it. And so that's how he did it with me. He just sorted me out as I went. So, so I just want to say this, that the result of getting to know God the religious way, then you get to understand You get to start doing the work of the Lord. And a lot of denominations will get you doing a whole lot of work for the Lord. And so, yeah, you are door greeting and you're driving golf carts and you're looking after kids' church and you're working and you're doing the work of the Lord, but you'd never know the Lord of the work. You never get to have that relationship with the Lord of the work. And so it's important that we understand we've got to get out of that knowing the Lord of the work. I want to greet. I want to be part of all that that's going on. That's how it's motive, motivated. So how do we walk with God? We pray, we read the word, and we hang with these people because that's the, the, the way it happens. Because um, other believers help your walk with God. Other believers help your walk with God. They model it, they, me- they mentor it, they mention it. Um, I had Don Norman, a missionary from Africa, and uh, when I met him and he taught me, he says, Rod, right, listen, this is what I've done. Uh, for 50 years. He says, I have my Bible. I count the pages. I divide it by 365, and it works out to about four pages. I can read two in the morning, two in the evening. I write little notes and everything else, and I've done it for 50 years. I've read through the Bible 50 times, 50 years. He says, and then one of my gifts at Christmas is that I get a new Bible. And so he got to understand the love letter that God had sent. And so you have those kind of mentors, and it's, it's infected me. And so... So I've, multiple years now, I've been able to go through the Bible, and, and, and it's, it's so rich um, in doing so. Um, Jesus invited his disciples to, to walk with him. Here in, in Mark chapter 1 verse 17, Jesus calls out to them. These is the ones he's calling as disciples. Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. I chuckle, <laughs> because that's Jehovah trickster at his best. You understand when he said, oh, come and let me help you. Oh, fishing is my deal. Let me fish for people. That's great. But he doesn't know. You will get persecuted and you get martyred and all the other things down the road. Um, that's what happens. Go and plant a church in Flagler Beach. He doesn't know what. I don't know what I was smoking. But to do this is not the easiest thing. So, so the G, they walked with Jesus. And I can say that they, when Jesus left, they would continue, with the, the power of the Holy Ghost, to imitate what Jesus did. They saw people with such value because Jesus had put that in them. They saw people that needed hands laid on, they lay hands on. Why? Because they watched Jesus. They walked with Jesus, and they became those those people that would imitate Jesus. Paul says the same thing in 1 Corinthians 11.1. The apostle Paul says, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. And so how do I imitate Paul if I don't hang around Paul? I've got to hang around Paul so I can imitate him. That's the same thing. When you hang around believers, it starts infecting and affecting you. Um, and, um, but you also got to understand you've got to have good company. Okay, what will you pick to walk with? Uh, it's important because Corinthians 15:33 says, "Don't be foolish by those, but be fooled by those who say such things." For bad company corrupts good character. So I added this and I put it there. That's not thus saith the Lord. That's thus, thus saith Rod. Good company corrects bad behavior, bad character. That's what happens here, and so as you as you you hang around God's people and you walk with God and stuff, this yuck yuck stuff gets flushed out of you, and one's behavior change uh, belief changes uh, um, changes your behavior. As soon as you start seeing differently, thinking differently, your whole behavior starts changing. So it's important that as you walk with God, um, you get infected with His love. Um, you get uh, affect, you get affecting people around you, and the wonderful thing is that you get disinfected, disinfected from all the sin, and you walk away from it and, and that 's a lovely thing to be able to, to to have walking with God is affected by proximity it 's important that I talk to you a bit about a proximity. Um, um, I can say, yes, I, I'm married to, to Val, but I don't live in the same house. I live in another house, or um, I'm in a different, de- different bedroom, or I, I can be distant. But I'm not, it's, it's not walking with God. It's a proximity that you, we've got to understand um, is important. Uh, a nail by itself um, will remain a nail, but put a, a nail next to a magnet for a, a couple of days, that nail becomes magnetized. That's what happens when you hang around and you walk with God, then you start... Being infected and affected, and you become like that. Um, another story that 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 that, that came to me, and Val mentioned it to me is it's talking about a grandfather who's just taking his grandson for a, for a walk, and, and his grandson said, Dad, how big is God? He says, Well, that depends, my boy. He says, What do you mean it depends? He says, Okay, um, so he looked up in the sky, he saw this commercial plane flying over. And he says, How big is that plane, my boy? and he says, oh, Dad, um. About two inches, about two inches. That's how big it is. He says, "Okay." And on their way home, they would drove past the Orlando airport, and there was this plane right next to it. He says, "How big is that plane?" He says, "That's massive, Dad, Grandpa. It's massive." He says, "That's that's what I mean. How big is God? It depends how close you are. How how close are we walking with God? Will affect will affect you. And so it's important that we understand that that proximity. How's our proximity?" And so uh, walking with God, um, the indwelling Holy Spirit starts working in you. And he works in your th- thoughts and your words and your actions. And as a young believer in the military, um, Holy Spirit got all over me and started working on me as a young man and, and started transforming my thought life and my attitudes and my outlooks and my language. Things started changing because, you know, I, I could tear the wallpaper off the wall with my language. You know, military, that's what you do, and that's how I instructed and God changed within two weeks. He changed my whole language, my whole modus operandi of how to, and I was, I was literally transformed. And, uh, and so having a rich life walking with God, one not only needs to connect or continue, but you need to be consistent. You have to be consistent in this journey and, um, and, and remain steady and show up in prayer and walking with the family, because what happens is you become an influencer and you start infecting and affecting other people around you. People look to you and say, I want what he has. And you start And a consistent life will have God continually permeating through your life. And so the proximity is important. Um, and also don't run your life um, um, being dictated by your feelings. Because some people wake up in the morning and they just feel like God's nowhere around and I can't, I mean, God's left me. No, no, man, you can't run on feelings. Feelings are neither right nor wrong. They just are. Feelings, is what happens is what you do with your feelings. Don't let your feelings dictate to you. Let faith dictate to you. So I don't care. Man, I'm laying in the bed there and the the doctor comes to me and he says, "Uh, no, no, you didn't have Saturday night palsy. You had a stroke. Well, it kind of punched me and then I had to... With Jerry, he grabbed my hand and we prayed. And, and you gotta, You got to bounce back. you got to be like a cork. Don't let your feelings dominate. I could, I could have had the feelings get all over me, and I could have been a miserable sucker for a long time. But I didn't because I had a man with me, walking with me, and he grabbed me and he said, let's pray, and stirred me up. And it's, it's walking with God and understanding that he's with you, never leaves you, never forsakes you. Can't be fair. We're the Christians. When the weather's fine, you're fine. The weather's bad, you're not, not, not you're bad. No, you can't be like that. We can't be uh, just fair-weather Christians. We've got to be instrument-rated Christians. What do I mean by that? I don't care what the weather is out there or what's happening in politics or what's happening in the economy. My instrument says we need to be instrument-rated Christians so we're not tossed to and fro. But it requires you to walk in a proximity with God to help you. And so that, that is important. And also deal, deal with sin quickly. Come to the Father and say, Father, I'm messed up here. Don't try and hide it. He knows everything. So it's just, just let it out. Say, God, no. Sin is a luxury we can't afford as believers. As we walk with God, let's deal with these things and, and deal with the issues. And, and so if this table is an issue and I'm trying to get close to a vow, I can't get close to a vow because this issue is in the way. I must deal with this issue. And if it's a sin issue, just deal with it. God says, I've dealt with it at Calvary. Deal with it. Recognize it. Where light comes, darkness cannot have a hold on it any longer. So bring it, to, to bring it into the light. Don't be fooled. devil will try and keep you quiet in the whole thing. But he's doing the same to a whole bunch of us. Confess your sins. And God will sort it out and we can get on with it. Hallelujah. So be, um, be also conscious of God being with you. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And, 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 and be with these people that have breath prayers. Let me just say this, that Smith Wigglesworth was asked, do you pray for uh, for long? Because I mean, he had many miracles happening through his life all the time. He says, no, I don't pray for long. He says, but I don't go long without praying. So it's not this long, long, no, but it's breath prayers. I mean, you're driving, it's breath prayers. When you're walking to your car, it's breath prayers. When you're getting up and brushing your teeth, it's breath prayers. Continually communing with the Father. That's the way you journey and walk with God. You keep yourself conscious that God's around. And even when I'm talking to people and I'm hearing them, um, I've heard some sad stories where uh, brothers passed away in the last week and all those things. I'm I'm picking up and saying, Holy Spirit, how can I encourage? What can I say? And and allow that walk with God to permeate through your life. And so Smith Wigglesworth uh, didn't pray for long, but he didn't go long without uh, praying. And so uh, uh, I want to emphasize walking with God is relational. This thing that we're doing is relational, church. It's not this, this religious thing. I can't stand this religious stuff. I've got to be real. I've got to be honest. And so it's important that, 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 that you understand the proximity. A pastor went to, a, 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 to visit a member at his, uh, at his home because he'd been, he'd been missing for a while. Kind of have a lot of that since COVID. They've been missing. And, and so when they went in, uh, they went to the fireplace with their cup of coffee, stood by the fire, and just before the conversation, the pastor took the tongs and he took a red-hot coal out and put it to the side. And the members looked at him didn't, didn't say anything. And they, they carried on their conversation and about the weather and everything else. And obviously the pastor then started saying, we haven't seen you. Is there anything wrong? Or have you moved on? What's happening? And had the conversation and all the excuses and everything else that pastors have to journey through. And at the end, he says, you must wonder why I took the coal out of, the, out of your fire. He says, yeah, kind of interesting. He says, um, do you notice how red hot that coal was when I took it out of the fire? It was red, red. He says, no, what is it? He says, it's cold and gone out. He says, is that kind of what happens if you don't hang around God and you don't hang around his people. That's what happens. You go out and you go cold. And so if I can encourage you to the, this year, let's walk with God. Let's walk with him in prayer and you walk, walk with his word and, and walk in, in a place where that, that we're fellowshipping with these people, because I tell you what, you're going to stay red hot for God. And that's what we need. This world needs red hot on fire people for Jesus. That's what we need. And so I want to encourage you with that. And, and a relational thing is a very important thing. And I'll end with the scripture because it's a weighty scripture. It's a weighty scripture because um, uh, it, it's, not, it's not about works, but it says here in Matthew seven twenty one, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Hey, only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say, Lord, we drove the golf cart in your name. We did the coffee, we did coffee at the, and we helped the kids and we prophesied and we cast our demons in your name and we performed many miracles in your name. Verse 23, but I will reply, I never knew you we can get that to drop in and realize the most important thing is to get to know God, get to walk with God and when you do that everything else takes place I I do this all because out of the love I have for the Father because he absolutely loves you I can see why he went to Calvary for you guys because you guys are the best and so for us to love you and serve you it's it's just a reflection of how much God loves you he loves you guys so much. Well, walking with God, a relation it's a relational and not service. The Bible says that when we walk with God, we get transformed. Walking with God makes you more attractive. I want to just tell you that. So if you want to work on, um, on your looks, don't go Botox. Please don't go Botox, okay? <laughs> go Jesus, okay? Jesus makes you more attractive, all right? More attractive. I uh, <laughs> get myself into trouble, yeah. Uh Walking with God makes one conscious of your surrounds. It's amazing how conscious you are of people around you when when you start walking with God, because He nudges you and say, "Hey Rod, pay for their groceries." Hey Rod, won't you just pray for them? Rod, would you just pick them up on the side of the road and take them where they're going? He's constantly your surrounds, and also when you're walking with God, He raises one's posture and His purpose. And suddenly you're not in the doldrum and living in in Grumble Alley at at, uh, at No Interest Street. No, you are alive with God, and you want to. Get up and go. And so walking with God changes one from the inside out. That's what the kingdom of God does. So, man, if I can encourage you to walk with God closer, um, journey on it. It's not going to be a quick thing. It's just a, be constant, be continuous, and be connected. And that's, We'll see that. Father, thank you. We love you. Thank you that you've invited us to walk with you. Not only that, you've, taken, you've sent Jesus to make a way so we can walk with you. Sin doesn't separate us any longer, my God, because you've paid for all of humanity's sin, past, present, and future. And so we can come to you boldly and say, Dad, can we walk with you? Father, can we walk with you? Jesus, would you walk with me as you walked with your disciples? Holy Spirit, help me to walk with God the Father, God the Son. And so let that be the cry of your heart. Let that be a cry of your heart. So Father, I thank you as we enter into this year, that we again can run the race with all fervency. Run with you, walk with you, allow you to permeate in and through us. Transform us from the inside out, my God. Thank you that, Father, as we do, we become the best version of us and we become attractive. And so, Father, I thank you. And Father, those that are looking in and, and say, well, I'm a stranger and I don't, didn't really believe. Jesus is saying, come. My invitation to you is come. And the only thing I can say to you today is just say, yes, Jesus, I'm coming. And grab his hand and walk with him. And talk with him. And watch your life be transformed. Father, we thank you for that. Father, we thank you that we can go out with joy, and be led forth with peace, that we can be the vessels through which divine favor flow, preventing misfortune in the lives of others. Thank you. You created us so you can shower your love all over us, and we receive your love. We receive your kindness. We receive your goodness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.